We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? Is it already time? Are we there? It is time. It is there. We are there. Let's go, baby. We've got a couple additions that we've got from the chat here tonight that we'll throw into rapid fire as well. And now, I should say, for any newcomers in the show tonight, (laughs) because this came up last night, rapid fire is the part of the show we typically start with something Notre Dame football, and we've got a couple Notre Dame football questions that we start with tonight. We always start with something Notre Dame and rapid fire. But as we work through rapid fire, we will transition into other non-Notre Dame football-related People getting topics. upset about this or what? Yes. We had somebody yet last night wow. talk Notre Dame football. Dude, it's not what rapid fire is. That's right. <laughs> part Come of on. it is. Part of it is. But... Again, that's where we expand the topic base when we get into rapid fire, right? Yep. So let's do it. I love this. I love let's, it. Let's uh, let's start though with everyone's favorite, uh, one of everyone's favorite topics: the young Irish linebackers. And I'm talking specifically about Jalen Sneed, mm-hmm. Prince Colley, mm-hmm. and Nolan Ziegler. After this weekend's scrimmage, defensive coordinator Al Golden discussed what could be in store for them. This season, there's no doubt. Uh, they're though, you know, the three that you just mentioned are uh, they're all you know going in the game, there's no doubt about it. They're all in the rotation, and um, you know, PK was having a really good uh offseason uh, until he got uh, banged up, and, and Sneed made a lot of progress as well. So it was great to see Sneed back out there, and and um, I think Ziggs uh, off the field approach in terms of his preparation and his study in the game has made a big difference for him. I just got to say it beforehand. Uh, Derek says, don't explain yourself, Sean. He, he's the one who <laughs> stepped up last night. And, I love know, it. We can always count up. on Romlock. Yes, Romlock, Derek. <laughs> uh, so scale of 1 to 10, how encouraged are you after hearing that from Al Golden? I'd say about a 7, right? Because if I'm encouraged, I want to see them on the field, right? I think we all want to see them on the field. And I think we're going to see more of Prince Kali and Jalen Sneed than maybe Ziegler, maybe. Uh, I just think they're probably a little bit more game ready. But I don't I've know heard good man. things about him, but he didn't mention him. So that oh, like when I listen to a coach talk, 
the first names that come to his mind that he talks about are the guys that I think he's like, you know what I mean? Like those are the guys that he wants to talk about for a reason. Now, maybe I'm give maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Maybe he's well, he he was asked specifically about those three guys, right? But then he mentioned he those up those two by name. Like he didn't mention Nolan. That that's yeah. all I'm saying. Like, I but he said that all three of them are going to see the field, and he he was flat out like they're going to see the field. They're in the rotation. So that by itself is promising because I don't think that's ever been the case. And that's, that's exactly like I'd even put it, you know, seven and a half hedging toward eight, even just because that's the closest thing to, you know, a proclamation about these guys that we've heard. I mean, he said they're going in the game. They're going to be in the game. Now, you know, I don't know if he's including special teams because, you know, they, they were all, you know, Ziegler wasn't, but the other two were on special teams at points last year, mostly Prince Collie. But it, like, like you said, he didn't mention Ziegler, but we've seen Ziegler in some of these sub packages out True. there, you know, the, the nickel and the dime. And it, it, it's, it's looking like because of the speed and the instincts that he has, that he's going to be you know, one, a big factor on special teams, and two, at least in those sub packages. And I think all three of them, that's where they find a place, sure. you know, like the, you know, like with, with the speed that they have, the things that they can do from a coverage standpoint that some of the other guys can't do. So I'm really encouraged, you know, because again, like we haven't heard anyone come out and say, these guys are going to be playing. And Al Golden said, these guys yeah. are going to be playing. So if I'm going to take him at his word, and there's no reason not to right now, I'm pretty encouraged by that. So my ears, yeah. my ears definitely perked up when I heard him say that. I see Kali and Sneed playing more first and second down type stuff. And I see Ziegler being more of a sub package guy. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of how I see well, it at the moment. But then like first and second down type stuff, then what are you doing with those other veterans? Well, you know, I, what they're, I, they're still pretty high on the veterans sure. as well. So. I, and I think the veterans start, but I think the other guys are going to sub in like they're getting times. into that rotation, like the right. And I think that series or something like that. And, yeah. Right. And I think that rotation would be first and second down while those other guys are on the sideline. Yeah, I could see that in a rotation. That. Does that make sense? Like they're not, yeah. but yeah. we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm intrigued by the fact that he says they're going to get on the field. And that's great. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Jared Parker, he talked, I guess, yeah, I, I'm tra- I actually asked him this question. I, I, if he has seen any inklings, speaking of young guys, any inklings that these three freshman early enrollees that they might be able to see the field this fall. And here's his answer to that. Fair. You know, it's it's uh, with don't, no need to put pressure on those guys. They'll put enough on themselves, and this place does that because of expectations. They're right where they need to be. All of them show great promise. They're eager, and they're figuring it out. And that takes a little bit of the bumpy road that Coach Free talks about. But the guys are here. They're eager. And they both show, they all three show great promise moving forward. All right. So, same question. Scale of one to 10, your encouragement hearing that about the freshman receivers. Four. Contributing. That's a four for me because he showed that they show great promise. They're, they're right where they should be. Uh, You know, that was a lot of coach speak to me (laughs) about. Three guys that are doing what they're supposed to do, but nobody's standing out enough. About, I kind of felt that way about a lot of his press conference, to be quite honest. That there was a lot of coach speak in there. You know, like he's, he's learning quick. He's tossing learning the salads quick. around there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I think my confidence is a tick lower than yours here. I put it like at a three because he started off yeah. with ah, maybe, and you know, like like it. When, when I heard that, it, it's like, you know, when you when you have little kids, I, I don't know how many times, you know, like if your kids asked you something, you know, like, can we go to the movie tonight, dad? Or, you know, can we, you know, go do what whatever? And you give them a maybe they're like, maybe, yeah, you know, like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you right. know, it's like, right. That's, that's you, how I felt about that. <laughs> you know, your kids are getting older. When you tell them maybe, and they're like, yeah, that means no. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know they got you at that point. My kids are well beyond that now. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) right. And that's, I just, you know, we know know that there is some talent there. And again, I've just, I've I've got got a feeling we're going to see at least one or two of these guys. You know, if we see all three, who knows? But, you know, just that'll definitely be one. You know, it'll be. It, it, it'll it continue to be kind of one of the great questions going into this season, you know, because yeah. when, when Tommy Reese moved on and you essentially had that last deep rooted connection to Brian Kelly and, and that, that whole, you know, how things went with freshman wide receivers through that era. Uh, I think that there was a lot of hope that, that maybe you could find, you know, like that, that a new set of eyes, would look at it differently and find ways to get these guys on the field. But I'm, you know, again, it's like maybe he's just not showing his cards right now, but it it's not the most encouraging answer. No, hear. no, it's not. And I, I, you know, I haven't seen a bunch, obviously. I just think that the, the top running guys have, they've looked really good in my opinion. Like I don't, is there a spot maybe for a freshman to maybe get a couple reps here and there? Sure. That's definitely possible, especially with the exit of Caleb Smith and the potential exit of Lorenzo Styles. I think that opens it up more 
obviously for these younger guys, but I also think that the emergence of Chris Tyree is a very good thing. And then, I mean, you right now, Chris Tyree is your second slot, right? So mm-hmm. you've got a rotation of four guys at minimum already before you even touch the freshmen. Five, if you count Matt Salerno. Now, I know what people are going to say when you say that. I, I would personally rather have the freshman on the field than Matt Salerno. Right. Unless, you know, uh, you're going to put him into block. I don't really have an issue with that. And I don't really care if the whole world knows that we're going to run the ball or that Notre Dame is going to run the ball. If Matt Salerno is blocking, I don't care because I think Notre Dame can run the ball that well. Right. So I don't have a problem with him being that kind of a rotation or is just a, you know, somebody they got to keep an eye on or whatever, but you're talking four or five guys already before you even get to the freshmen. So I don't think they need to be these amazing guys. I think they've got some time to still get their sea legs under them. Vince breaking news from Twitter. As we speak, Julian Roper, this is uh, regarding Notre Dame men's basketball. Julian Roper will transfer to Notre Dame. He just made the announcement on Twitter. He's got a picture of himself in a Notre Dame uniform that he is committed. Okay. He played the last two years at Northwestern, averaged a little over 20 minutes a game in each season, uh, averaged four, a little over four points per game in his first two seasons. So, you know, not a, not a, a huge score. He can shoot the three a little bit, 26 for 70 in his two seasons there. So Micah Shrewsbury in the first step toward rebuilding the Notre Dame men's basketball roster gets Julian Roper out of the transfer portal hmm. from Northwestern University. And obviously a guy that Shrewsbury has seen a little bit, coaching previously at Penn State in the Big Ten. So he uh, has played for two years, you said? Yes, so he's a he's not a grad transfer, which is interesting. I think he that's not. that is a very interesting piece of the puzzle there. Now coming from Northwestern, well, that's, and that's exactly it. Yeah. That's exact, and that's kind of something that we talked about with Brandon Joseph with his transfer. Right. Last Remember that was year. still an issue. Remember that, like right. Like, and he Wack. yeah wasn't sure like yeah. where his degree was coming from, <laughs> but it was. I think the question was posed to Marcus Freeman at some point. You know, like if you're going to be able to get undergraduate transfers. Right into Notre Dame would maybe they have to come from some other like-minded instant, you know, academic institutions like Northwestern, your Vanderbilt, Stanford's places sure. like that. And it makes sense. So Julian Roper is coming in. So we'll see how that pans out. So now they have four scholarship players with <laughs> college uh, experience five. If you count the incoming freshman, Marcus Burton, Right. So they got a starting five of scholarship players with a walk-on on the bench right now. Yeah. Julian, according to Chi-Town, was an academic All-American. Okay. I mean, he's got good grades. Smart kid, obviously. Yeah. That's great. That yeah. makes the transfer a lot easier. Can he be all ACC? Correct. <laughs> like, and, and without the academic part. It's great as the academics are. It's not going to get him very far. Hey, on the academics court. are but important. He looks like he looks pretty athletic. Okay. You know, so we'll see. I have to check out some film and see what Look he looks like. Look at you scrolling Twitter while we're on the show. I actually, the boss texted oh. it to me. So wow. Well, I know where I food. rank then. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's great. Thanks, bud. <laughs> well, let's stay on the men's basketball subject. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Mike Bray will join the Atlanta Hawks coaching staff next season. It's a bit surprising, but good for him. 
I mean, he he's he'll be able to kind of fly under the radar as an assistant coach in the NBA. The nightlife in Atlanta is really good, so I'm sure he's going to have a great time living down there. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I think this is a good step for him. He's a lot closer to Florida than he was before, where his kid, where his grandkids Very are. True. So yeah. I think this is a win-win if you're Mike Bray. That's a great point. I hadn't even thought about that aspect about being close to his son and his grandkids. And yeah, all I mean, that I was joking about the nightlife stuff, thing, so. kind of, but the the grandkid <laughs> thing, I'm sure, is important as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good spot for him. Quinn Snyder, he coached Quinn Snyder right. back at Duke in the late '80s, and Quinn Snyder is the head coach, of course, now in Atlanta. So there's a long connection there, and you know, he visited down there a couple of weeks ago before. The, the whole USF thing, and I guess it's been more than a couple of weeks ago. It's been more than a month ago at this point. But Yeah, it was like March the 15th, US... I think yeah. I saw the picture was taken down there. Right. Before the USF thing kind of came and went. And so now, I think the NBA is a good place for him. Like, yeah. like you know, when you when you talk about that loosest coach in America and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> I think he's a great fit for working with NBA type guys. You know, just the kind of personality he has sure. as, you know, as an assistant as well i'll be curious to see how long it lasts you know like does he try to jump right you know does he try to get the first college head coaching job that comes open you know in you know like a year from now or or whatever but you know i will miss like i was kind of looking forward to potentially seeing him on tv a little bit Mm. but he'll be there he'll just be sitting in a suit yeah if he wants to coach i guess he's already bought a house down there in atlanta yeah and everything i know his house up here sold it sold a while ago um so he's He's been planning on being on the move wherever that was going to be. And uh, you're right. I think this is a good spot for him. Like I said, he can kind of fly under the radar. It's always interesting to see what happens when a guy who has all the power as the head coach then takes an assistant job. How long can he handle taking orders as opposed to giving them? Uh That's always an interesting thing to see. So how many years is he going to be able to be an assistant? Or is he just going to ride this wave like the rest of the way? I mean, he's not. He's not a spring chicken, right? I mean, you can be an assistant on an NBA bench for a long time and make a lot of good money. So let's see what happens. There's plenty of other guys who have done it. You know, Kelvin Sampson, after his whole, you know, thing down at IU, you know, he was out of it for a while. You know, he was on an NBA bench for a few years and he's back and up and running and firing away at, at Houston. And there have been some other guys as well. So sure. Good for him. Keep on, keep on, keep it on. Andre 3000 wants to know, would you rather have an explosive passing game with running sprinkled in or are more balanced attacks of run 50 pass 50 option? Me equal balanced only. (laughs) I would say in a perfect world, you want, of course you want balance. You want to be able to run if you have to throw, if you have to all of that, right? (laughs) But man, I if you can do it. Now this is the key word. If you can do it, which means you have the personnel to do it, you have the right plays to do it, you have the right play caller to do it. I don't mind an explosive passing game with the running sprinkled in. I really don't. What I don't like is when teams think they have an explosive passing game and it's just three and out, three and out. Right. You're you're not good at it, whatever, and you're trying to be good at it. That's a no-go for me. That's when you need to be able to have a run game, right? So if you can do it, if you can be successful at it, that, there's no – there's no. I mean, come on. What's more fun than chucking the ball all over the yard, scoring yeah. a bunch of points? I mean, that's football. That's fun, right? But you got to be good at it, and that's not an easy thing to be good at. 
and nobody's ever going to be true 50 50 they're just no. you know that it, it just doesn't exist you know i i would prefer and i think what they want to be with with what they're set up with this year is an explosive smash mouth you know run game type football team that also helps set up some of those explosive pass plays because you have to be so conscious of of the run game and play action and and all that different kind of you know like when you talk about pro style offense like because you know the run sets up the pass you know like how many times yeah. do you hear that and i think the pass can also set up the run you know the, the more dimensions you have to your offense mm-hmm. the better you know again you're never going to be 50 50 but i would i would definitely take an explosive run game because then you have also the ability you know if you have that explosive passing game you have the ability to downshift and you know grind out games at the end like you couldn't do essentially in the fiesta bowl like you know we saw an explosive pass game there to start things off but they didn't have the ability to close it out so you still have to have both yep completely agree with you you absolutely need to have both if you want to be successful long term i mean that's you just do. I mean, you, and you you make some great points in there, and I don't want – it just is. You're absolutely right. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Notre Dame baseball will play Northwestern at Wrigley Field next month. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> I can't even tell you how much I want to go. Like, I want to – I'm, I'm really leaning on you on this one. <laughs> we need to figure out how to call this game uh-huh, so that I can uh-huh. go to my deathbed Saying that I called a game at the game whatever, at Field. whatever they call the thing on the south side these days, and at Wrigley Field, both major league parks in Chicago, check them off the list. Like that needs to happen, Sean. It's awesome. I don't know what I can do, but it is awesome. Like this kind of came out of the blue. It did. I have you do. You have more power than you realize, young blood. You do. You have power, and I want to see you wield it. I don't know about that. I, I don't know saying. what power. I don't know what power I have. But you texted me this last night when they announced it. I was like, "Wow, where'd that come from?" I, I didn't know realize this was happening. So it's awesome. It is freaking awesome. Cool. I maybe at the very least, we just need to go to the game. I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll, uh, you know, have uh, adult beverage sales open that day, or what's that? What that's going to look like? But I, I don't know, man. We need. A, we might have to circle this one on the old calendar. I'm just saying. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Major League Baseball players are getting paid $10,000 a game for getting mic'd up and doing in-game interviews 
on national broadcasts for ESPN, Fox, and TBS. Do you buy or sell interviewing players during the games? $10,000 is a drop in the bucket for a lot of Major League Baseball players, and I, I get that. But this is a huge, huge buy for me. A huge buy. Because baseball of all sports is one where I think you can take advantage of having guys mic'd up and you can talk to them a little bit, right? I mean, there's less downtime now than there used to be with the pitch clock and all of that. And I and I understand that. And broadcasters are going to have to understand that when these guys need to lock in, they need to lock in. But there's there's time where you can talk to these guys. And I think it's good for Major League Baseball because you're going to get to know the personalities of some of these guys that I don't think that we'd know a whole lot about. And I think over a 162 game season, I love it. I, I think this is a great idea. And I think depending on who they start talking to and what it looks like and all that, I think that this is going to be really cool. I, and, and they're compensating the players to do it. I, I think this is a win-win all the way around. Yeah. When I first heard of this, I wasn't really thrilled about it and they've kind of dabbled with it, you know, like in all-star games and stuff like yeah. that the last few years, I think to kind of see, how it would work, but I think it was, it gosh, was it, it, it might've been like the first, like opening weekend they had, um, you know, the Astros as okay. the defending world series champions, ESPN was doing their game or something. And they had Alec Breckman mic'd up, you know, their, their third baseman and they're out there talking to him and you see him going through like his whole pre-pitch ritual. And, you know, he would like, he would kind of stand there and talk while the pitcher has the ball. And then as the right. pitcher is getting ready, you know, he starts, you know, like getting down into a stance and all that kind of stuff. And he would kind of, you know, like stop talking for a couple of seconds, you know, like yeah, right. as he's preparing for the pitch. So I think that, you know, professional athletes, they're capable of it. Would you want high school or college kids doing it? Absolutely not. But, you know, I think, I think these <laughs> right. guys at the professional level, you know, are, are able to kind of multitask out there and they're able to focus on it, you know, like you said, ten grand is is like a drop of the bucket. But you know, it seems like you know good charity money, basically. Yeah. Find find a place to give it to charity. I but, like that. You know, it is like with the pitch clock, it does make it a little bit more it interesting does. because it's you know just like with announcers, you know the 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 players kind of have to speed up. You know, the like the the announcers have to get their questions in, and the the players yeah. have to get their answers in pretty quickly as well. I think there's a couple of positions, you know, you obviously outfield, I think is the probably one of the easier ones to do. I think a first baseman would be good because then he can talk mm -hmm. to some of the guys that get on base, you know, that kind of a thing. Personally, I would love to have a catcher be mic'd up. I think that would be fun. Uh, but I know that there could be some issues with that uh, as well. But like when I was a catcher, I used to talk to the batters all the time. You know, I'm I think sure that would, you, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I would love that. I would love to hear some of that. And I would talk to the umpire and, you know, the whole thing. So I, I think that would be really cool, but I, I think this is great. I think it's a great idea. I, like I said, I think this is an opportunity for, cause I think baseball right now is in a good place with some of these new rule changes. I still think the massive bases are weird looking, Yeah, they but are. It, it's really weird when you watch a game, it's like stolen bases are, are up though. You know, they are still a bit between, they, between the bigger bases and the, the, the limited throw throws to first. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm all for. So, I mean, if that's what it – if if Bozo shoe bases is what that takes, then okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, but I think baseball's in a good place right now. And 
with the shorter game times and all of that, I think this is another way for them to kind of get their game into the lap of some younger viewers. Yeah, I think so as well. You know, like that's, that's one thing that baseball has really had a hard time figuring out is how they make these players relatable, you know, to, to the audience, you know, to the, to the audience, to people watching, to young people, especially. And, you know, they've cut off their own head sometimes with some of their stupid social media limitations with what highlights you can share and all this different kind of stuff. So I, I think things like this are a great idea to basically yeah. introduce people to these players that yes. you don't, that you don't get. And it's, it's obviously different than just showing a pre-recorded interview mm-hmm. during a game, you know, like even if you're doing a superimposed, you know, picture in picture box and yep. that kind of stuff. Completely so, agree. I think it's pretty cool as well. And like I said, wasn't really sure when I first heard about it, but I think it's worked <laughs> out pretty well for him so far all right well i think that's gonna do it for tonight all right we flew right by tonight we did we did i gotta get to a track meet sean do it well you zip out the door no right is dylan running tonight he is not but he was cleared yesterday so now he's got to work on getting himself back into you know running not shape but you know what i mean so maybe next week fingers crossed get a couple weeks in before the playoffs and add some uh some patches to the old letter jacket. That's the plan. Yeah. By the way, you've got your pen sweatshirt on, and uh, I hear a Hall of Fame basketball coach retired today. He, he did. He, it was a, the news broke today. Uh, we kind of knew about it already, uh, but yeah, the news broke. Al Rhodes is is going to retire. Going to be very interesting to see the names that kind of pop up for that job because I know that it is a. I mean, obviously, it's a very coveted job, and there's yep. still. Even though Marcus Burton is moving on to Notre Dame, there's still a lot of talent, you know, there at at Penn that has not been very tested because it was an all five senior starting lineup this past year. Uh, but I think it's a good opportunity for Al Rhodes to kind of right. go off into the sunset. Congratulations to him on a yeah. great career. I still get a kick out of seeing that old 40-year-old picture or whatever it is from when he was at Warsaw. It's like that. <laughs> He won the state championship in 1984. I was 84. Yep. Almost 40, almost 40 years Mm -hmm. ago. That's right. (laughs) All right. Good stuff, Vince. I will talk to you later. We will talk to everybody else. Manana. Thanks for being with us. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe, rate, and review. IB Nation Sports Talk.